It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Upland Property Experts. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing? What up, brother? I'm doing good. Yourself? Ah, man, I'm doing excellent. Back from a week off, I heard the roundtable was very successful and highly talked about, so uh, nice job there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. It was great to to get community um, participation at all kinds of different levels. I think it, it drove some good conversation. I think we'd probably do it uh, maybe monthly or something, just start something out like that. I like it. I had uh, I had one of the most amazing times with uh, NFT in my life there. Um, this is the first NFT that ever had I've seen that much function with. Uh, you know, I spent last week down in Athens, Georgia with the people from the Players Lounge and the DGD Mafia, and all I really got was a t-shirt out of it, but still I had a good time. Um, so what, what, so what exactly utility was it? So, so all you had to do was own one of the DGDs, you know. All you needed was one dog, and especially with the way the marketplace is right now, you know the it's you could get one for about a hundred bucks very easily. So, mm-hmm. but what that got me was the ability to play a round of golf um, while at the round of golf. Met some for free for free. Yep. Hmm. Um, okay. Met some former. You know, if you're a big Georgia fan, you'd meet uh, like Noshaw Marino was there, who ended up being a running back for the Denver Broncos. Aaron Murray, huge SEC quarterback, he was on the show. Keith Marshall was on the show. The Fricks brothers. Um, they also had a handful of other um, past Georgia players there. So I got to golf for free. Um, the meal there was free. You had to buy your drinks, but uh, no big deal there. Afterwards that evening, there was an after party in downtown Athens at one of the bars where the football players like to hang out. Um, they had a room reserved, well, not a room, the, the area of the bar upstairs. They had drink specials, so if you had a if you had a rare dog, you had 25% off. If you had an epic or legendary, you had 50% off your drinks for the night. Um, I thought that was a nice, nice little perk. Um, okay. And then Saturday was the tailgate, and you had they give you VIP passes on it, but you got free food and then uh, a couple of drink tokens. And then you had uh, Champ Bailey, who's a Super Bowl uh, winning cornerback, played for the Denver Broncos. You had uh, you had a couple other people show up too, so it was a pretty great time. Um, so can't really complain, and that's all from uh, and all you needed to own was just one dog. Okay, so does that count really, though, as utility? I, I'm not saying it's not a cool perk, but it's not really utility. You're just, it's a perk. It's like if you own this, you get part of this secret club. I don't know. I'm curious. Like, so, so, yeah. Is that a perk to you then? Well, to me, it's not utility, like, in the sense that, like the the NFT itself did nothing. 
Like yeah. you, you got a perk for owning those NFTs, but, but you had to show proof of it. So that was your entry. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So I guess in this, like I had to Friday night, I had to check my wallet ID. So they checked my wallet ID. They looked up my wallet ID, saw, um, you know, that I had, a how, how did they do that though? Like that laptop. So you had to like log in or no, I took a screenshot of my wallet ID for, uh, the project and I showed it at the door and they had a, they had a little laptop set up. They looked and they're like, all right, here's your, here's your, uh, wristband for your drink, drink special. So, but how did they know it was you like, okay, so let's say that you couldn't go and you're like, Hey dude, you're in Atlanta here. Here's a screenshot of my account. Like, yeah, you could have got away with that. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to down it because it sounded super freaking cool. I'm not going to lie. Like it's a sweet perk, no matter what, no matter how you, how you slice it. Like that's super cool. You got golf. You got to hang out with these sports people. If that's your thing. I mean, it's, you know, hell, uh, Upland's never done anything that I know of like that, but I'm just curious, like from a utility Like, it would be one thing if, like, there was some sort of, like, code or digital check-in. Because using NFTs as a mechanism of gaining entry to events or things like that is definitely a utility. Um, But it it sounds like they were just kind of like, hey, if you own these, you get a perk of doing this other cool stuff. But... It doesn't sound like there's any tech behind the utility, right? Like, no. because like I would get excited if there was like a way, like they, the, like they digitally scanned it, or and again, like, is there, like, I would like, could your dog, like, is there, um, like any history of like, hey, I used this dog to gain entry to this event, or these dogs attended this golfing event? Like, how freaking cool would that be? Like. That would be cool. Like, hey, here's all the events that these dogs have been to. Like, it was there an opportunity for uh, those players to again sign the dogs or like high five the dogs? Like, uh, those to me that would be uh, utility, and that would be super cool. Not again. No, I love the dog program. I I love the dogs. If you're listening, like, I I love what you're doing. I think you know all all good things. I mean, it's it's fairly new in the NFT space. In all honesty. I mean, it sounds like the event was a roaring success. And they pulled this off with like a month and a half of planning. So uh, I'll put that together, too. They got they got sponsors. They got people. They had a bunch of silent auctions. Their charities were there. So you could uh, win a bunch of stuff. Um, I did get hooked up with this uh, nice, nice sign football from uh, some of the founders, some of the founding lettermen of not the founders of the EGD. I got that on something else, but you know, Brock Bowers, uh, Lad McCormick, Payne Walker, Stenson Bennett. Um, and then you had, uh, sure. yeah, all these people mean nothing to you. Keely Ringo, but to some sports people, they're like, Oh wow, that's pretty cool. So, but now I think it sounds like some of the ideas that you have thrown out, hopefully that's what they're going to incorporate. They're looking to do more stuff as this, as they get closer to the football season. Um, so that will be interesting to see how they do that. And if they do take the technology to incorporate the utility digitally that, Hey, these dogs were here, you know, you just 
as you said. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, no, again, I, I love it. I, I'm glad that they're incorporating the events. I hope that they find a way to to actually leverage the NFTs from some sort of utility perspective. And then the, commu- the community was great, too. Um, I mean, that's super cool by itself, right? I, I imagine that would have been a really cool experience. And the community, and it was, and I bet you without this, a lot of these people would have never met just like an upland. A lot of us wouldn't meet, but uh, there it's more people that were around uh, the, the common theme of UGA football. And I was the outsider and they're like, whoa, you came down from Ohio for this? I'm like, well, absolutely. I said, you know, it makes sense. You know, it's the, oh, that's was, true, yeah. um, one of the guy's fathers I was talking to and I said, look, they did it right. You, you talk to some people, you have to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum and then go to this exchange and swap it for this and then go do this so you can finally purchase this. You know, it was simple. You could buy with a credit card, you sign up. I said, it's the easy access and that's what it's going to take to go mainstream. And, oh, sure. yeah. and one of the guy's dads is like, yeah, I signed up and I got my dog. So, you know. Nice. And yeah, that's a true testament. If somebody's like dad, if somebody over the age of 50 or under the age of 22 can easily get into it, because I feel like the crypto space is a lot of like maybe 25 to 45. I feel like that's a sweet spot for, for like crypto uh, where, you know, a little bit on the older side, they kind of grew up with the crypto and then the younger more, but at a certain, at a certain point, like, I feel like it's too convoluted for like the early, like the youngins, right? Like they they're too busy playing Fortnite and Minecraft. Like it's got to be super easy. They're in a, I don't have the attention span to go through all these hoops, right? Like and they just don't see the value. So having having something like uh, dogs and like Upland that's more accessible to you know all the whole spectrum, I think is really cool. And you can do it on your phone. So I know you love doing things on your phone. Well, it's not even like, because like, I feel like people think that. Like, I have like five computers, right? Like, I have two or three Macs, uh, a, a VR desktop, uh, a gaming laptop. Like, I, I have multiple PCs in my home, and I do quite enjoy PC gaming. But for me, the future of really major gaming is mobile. Like you really has to be compatible with mobile if it's going to be a massive success. Um, outside of like large MMOs, which again I feel like they're kind of dying off. I think the next round of MMOs is really going to have to be VR. But even then, like if anybody has ever played like Skyrim VR and stuff like that, like it's fun for a little bit. But like true MMO gamers, like dude, I'm going to play my, you know, I'm going to grind for eight to 10 hours on a weekend. I ain't wearing my VR for eight to 10 hours. Like I'll be exhausted or like my mind blurry, like the current tech just wouldn't support it. So for me, like if you're going to really be mass mass market, it's got to be mobile. Yeah. And you'll like this one too, is we talked about the people coming in right now, the marketplace is seeing huge dips and we're like, ah, it's the people that thought they were going to thousand X here in a couple of days and they're just getting mad and they're panic selling now. So there's a lot of great deals on the marketplace. We talked about that and we talked about, are you talking about dogs or upland or dogs talking about dogs? Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, you could be talking about upland too, (laughs) because I think 
like I've seen definitely in the past week or so, like some crazy, you know, dips in the market and housing prices plummeting, which I wish that would happen. And well, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard because I go, which it kind of would happen in real life because it'd be easier to find a new home. But at the same time, like house prices are very profitable right now if you're trying to sell a home in real life. But anyway. Oh, absolutely. So it was a good time. I'm excited to see how that community grows. Uh, they have new schools coming out here pretty soon. They're going to be announcing the dates pretty soon. Um, it'll be interesting seeing how this whole project grows and how they get the uh, how they get more utility out of their NFTs. But that's better than, you know, anything that NBA Top Shot's done. It's better than anything that's done. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, Top Shots though. Like, I'm not again. I I saw I got out of Top Shots like 90 percent of my collection back in February of last year. Um, but for me, like Top Shots has done a great job of incorporating the scores to have different tiers to then and the collections and which you get the freebie stuff, the Infinity Object. That's super dope. And, you know, so again, like it's still the same thing as like a perk, I guess, but it's, it's more utility in the sense of like, uh, I guess it's really just a perk too, isn't it? Yeah. It's really not utility. I mean, yeah. NBA Top Shot did give out the infinity objects. They have given out suites. People are going to playoff games. So that's, so that's cool. But you know, it's limited to like a handful of people at a time. This was pretty opened up. You know, there was, so yeah, but I feel like I I would be curious to know the numbers because like you say, sure, it was all of the dogs could participate, and where uh, Top Shots has more limited, but I feel like the number of people in Top Shots is vastly more than the number of people in dogs. Yeah, and that's something we talked about is how you know as the community grows and once the boosters and the season ticket holders understand the functionality and the interaction between the athlete because on the Discord three nights a week they're having the current Georgia football players in the Discord chatting it up and it, it goes rather rather smooth and it's interesting. Very great awesome. community. Um, I'm excited to be a part of it so I'm going to continue going uh, just checking this out and watching it grow and we'll get them on the podcast again, you know, as another school launches. So excited, excited to keep yeah, talking with them. No. Super cool. And again, like those kind of projects, uh, the, and the reason we talk about, I know, you know, where we are primarily an upland focused podcast, but it's really important, you know, to understand the current uh, landscape and economy and, and what are other projects doing? Cause also those are future upland players, right? Potentially. Yeah. Like once they get into that NFT space, like at least for me, like when I got into Upland, it, I started to explore a bunch of other like projects and see what's out there. Uh, and so if you're saying like, hey, the dogs, so they're mobile, they have these things, they're going to look for other projects that are similar in the space, maybe some different stuff. When uh, Atlanta opens up, I'm sure that there'll be uh, a large conversion. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I do have a meeting set up because I do have a uh, yard decor shop. So I might be working on something with them. Mm, Very interesting. Working on that partnership. All right. So (laughs) uh, anything else uh, about that or you ready to move on? No, uh, no, no, no. That's I think we've tapped that well. Yeah. All right. Now. 
I did not. I didn't think of capturing the floors last week like I usually do. So all these mm-hmm. are compared to uh, the week of April fourth, which okay, is so we got a two week or April seventh. I'm sorry, yeah, two week. That's fine. Even though I wrote April fourth on there for some Whoa, reason. Whoa, what's that jump? San Fran cash floor, get it? Yeah, San Fran cash floor, but it it was down. It was down cheap. Some there was a big uh, yeah. Big thing, but if you notice, Santa Clara overtook San Francisco for third place of the UpEx floor. Man, that's insane! And so these prices are from the week before Queens released. Um, so that's not you know a week after Queens released to be down twelve percent or thirteen percent in San Francisco, thirteen and a half in the Bronx, eighteen and a half percent in Rutherford, even though. And only five percent in Manhattan. That's not bad for a city release and a tier two city release. We saw a bigger drop in floors for the Detroit release. Yeah, well, I think the Detroit release was like double panic of like people were still like baffled by L.A. not selling out immediately, and then you jump into Detroit and you're like, oh my gosh, tier three. I think people were refreshed by Queens because. You know, Upland Upland understands their their market pretty well, honestly. Um, I, I think that they underestimate some of the growth sometimes, and then they have to correct like they did. But Queens, to me, was a was a was a really smart launch in the sense of um, bringing more people to New York, which obviously has a lot of excitement around it. People wish they could have gotten into Manhattan when it opened. Um, and that's an opportunity to get, uh, you know, pretty darn close. So, yeah. Oh, let's see here. Oh, I'll be here to see what this is all about. Yeah. Thomas. Thomas. Met Thomas's dad. He was one of the, one of the dads I talked to this weekend. Thomas and one of the dads. Yeah. Thomas was good to talk to. Uh, but he's also one of my, uh, yeah, he's like, hey, check out this dog on the market. So he pretty much influences me a lot to buy more dogs. <laughs> he's one of those. He's like, hey, man, there's a cheap one here. You should come get yeah. it. Ooh, look now, at this. Is he look the at this one selling them? Do you, check, do you check to make sure he's not like, he, he just like bought it and then he marks it up like 50 bucks and he's like, hey, now, I, I, bought, check this out. I bought a dog or two from Thomas, though, and they were fair deals. So, okay. They're legit. No, Th- Thomas is solid. Uh, love talking with them and hanging out of them. <laughs> may or may not be a bad influence. <laughs> hey, bad influences are welcome. Pretty much all of our listeners, I feel like, are um, <laughs> bad influences, if I'm being honest. I mean, that's why I hang out with Thank Me Later every week. Absolutely. Um, all right. Now, the 30-day change, I found this interesting, too. Um, 30 days, so that takes us back to March 17th. So this is pre-Detroit release. Or, no, it was just after Detroit release. I mean, it's it's not bad. Over the last month, it's been pretty steady. San Francisco's down 10%. Santa Clara's up 45%. That's interesting. How many, do we have the property count on Santa Clara? Curious. Because that's one of those other small releases, right? Or like um, small. Yeah. it's It was one of the smaller ones. Total properties in. Yeah. I, I think the other thing that people have to keep in mind is like San Francisco had thousands of properties that were like 2000 up X, right? right? So like, I'm curious what the minimum markup we should, we should start looking at like markup prices. 
Because that's that's honestly how the Upland team is evaluating it, right? Right. Like what? Well, anyway, we could talk about it, but I'm I'm curious now because like Manhattan obviously is still like crazy marked up, um, but I'm curious now with this spike in uh, Santa Clara. Santa Clara has twenty five thousand five hundred properties. Twenty five thousand. Yeah, I mean that's that's nothing really. Twenty five thousand is a very small number. Of yeah. properties in the in the scope of things, but and the only thing smaller is Rutherford. Rutherford, yeah, yeah. So it only takes a couple of people um, I mean, to do that. The floor markup's only one hundred and twenty three percent. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. One hundred and twenty three percent. Yeah. Well, it's actually not terrible. No. And the U.S. dollar floor markup sixty two percent. Okay, well there you go. If you want to get in, probably look at that. Yeah. And then the bottom five city floors, Queens makes the list. It's good to see that Queens comes in above Detroit. That would be bad if a if a higher tier city comes in under a tier three city uh, in this initial week on the secondary market sales. I have no data, so there's no real change from sure. when it was released. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that that's. I think that that falls right in line with what we. I, I think with what they would be expecting. And you're seeing Los Angeles gaining steam. You know, it used to be the first, then it was the second, and it's worked its way all the down to number four. I'd expect here in the next couple of weeks to make its way out of the bo- uh, top five of the bottom five, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think L.A. might be because, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, what the markup on those are, because there was a long time that people were selling L.A. under mint. Oh, yeah. Which, which is just silly. It's absolutely silly. Why the hell did you buy it then? Like, what was your plan? Like, that's those panicked buyers that are like, oh, my God, it didn't sell out. Sell, sell, sell. Like, like, chill. Like, you're just losing money. What are you doing? Like, ugh. Trying a thousand X in a day. Come on, man. Yeah. Like I don't get it. People that constantly are chasing that next thing. Um, I think they often fail. I think that they lose a lot of their money in like constantly trying to chase it instead of like putting the money that you have that you can sit for a little bit. Um, or honestly, like after the, the way LA went, a lot of people like, bought secondhand under mint like yeah that's especially usd like if you're getting in now 399 for uh, an la property so like if i was putting in usd right now i would just be gobbling up under mint um usd properties because those like because again you can do the calculation then to figure out essentially what your quote-unquote interest rate is based on that lower value and it's going to be way higher <laughs> than if you minted a property, which is the whole reason, you, like we always say, hey, if you're new, don't go buy secondary mint is because traditionally secondary market is higher than mint. So you get a lower average price. Uh, there's a there's another uh, DGD guy for us. Um, so 1000 up X equals one U.S. dollar. And yeah, yeah, yeah. UPEX is not a cryptocurrency. It's not traded in any market. It's your in-game currency, which has uh, functions for 
uh, not only buying the virtual property, but also buying NFL PA legits, um, some ornaments that you can decorate your buildings with, uh, and some block explorers, which is like avatars for people. Um, so, yeah, I mean it's it's the primary in-game currency. That's and it's that yeah, like you mentioned, the static one to one 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 dollar for a thousand upx. And as you were saying, thank me later. That is the most important thing right there is finding if you have the U.S. dollars available to buy in, you know, you you take the 14.7% uh, invest return on investment from your property, the property earnings that you get, and mm-hmm. you increase it so much if you get anything under mint. And then if you get it under mint for cash, hey, you're, you're doing that much better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, again, I mean, I've I put in, I don't even want to say it out loud, tens of thousands. uh luckily my my lady doesn't listen to the show but um like just a ridiculous amount of money in i mean it's fine i've made it all back but the reality is like i was buying up x straight and buying property straight because that's really all you could do um, i haven't put in a a large uh usd in influx probably since the fiat out uh, came. But if I was doing it today, if I was new, I would definitely be searching for those properties. I would be buying properties for cash um, and leveraging those to, to get my UPEX. Like I wouldn't buy UPEX and then go buy properties with it unless you're minting. Obviously, if you're, if you're looking to mint new properties, which is a completely valid strategy and highly encouraged. But if I'm buying on the secondary market, I'm going. I'm looking for those USD deals because people are selling not only below mint, but usually on average, I think we're seeing about a seventy to eighty percent um, reduction. So, like, if a property was ten thousand upx, you could probably find it for seven or eight dollars, right? So, you, there's a good um, kind of uh, built-in margin if you're buying for USD. Um, on those properties and especially tons of people are selling under mint because that's how you kind of you know it's a valid strategy i i don't use it but i know a lot of other people do once you get a portfolio rolling and say you're getting a hundred thousand upx a month well how do you get that out to usd well the easiest way is to buy cheap properties and then sell them for usd at the floor right and sometimes that means taking a little bit of a loss but people don't care if I can turn a hundred thousand in my monthly interest into eighty thousand uh, or eighty dollars. My dog just like sat on all of my wires and almost knocked every camera and light right <laughs> under my feet. Buddy, hey. buddy, you're all tangled up. There you go. You know what? My dogs don't do that, and I got eighteen of them. You do not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you got me there. You got me there. You like well, that. whatever, whatever. My dog has actual utility. Oh. My dogs have actual utility. We're not going to get back into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now that's that's the other thing. So if you have that ten thousand upx property and you end up buying it for twenty thousand upx, your fourteen point seven percent property earning is calculated off of that original mint price of ten thousand upx. So if you get it for seven or eight dollars, which will be seven or eight thousand upx you just increased your property earnings. So, Oh man, I was really, I thought you, I thought you had done the math. No, I was going to be so excited and impressed. 
No, sorry. Somebody will do the math. All right. Moving on to the sold outs. Nice. Yeah. Uh, 69. This is good. I to me this is this is exactly where I would want things to be. Like 70% queens. I mean, you had Queen's launch and people were already like quote unquote burnt out. Obviously not. Queen's launch is at a 55% sellout. Like that's good to me. Like that that shows that there's enough interest in bringing in the new cities. We now have a tier one that still has 40, you know, uh, 37% available. You got the, the tier three, plenty of FSA available in Detroit. And you have, you know, Nashville and Kansas City, they're kind of those mid, mid sleepers, but there's a lot of interesting things going on, a lot of good communities forming in those cities. Um, so I think people are going to be shocked. Um, you know, once those kind of sell out there, it's probably a little bit more of a slower simmer, um, to get it. But I mean, New Orleans is, is sold out. Right. So I'm curious what that, that, you know, that market and things look like. I I see Nashville and Kansas city, um, getting there slowly, but surely. Yeah. And Nashville and Kansas city have just been the slow. I was surprised how quickly Detroit got up there, honestly. Uh, I mean, Detroit, well, I think between Detroit and the car hype, um, like I think a lot of people put probably more stake in that. Plus, again, you got to keep in mind, cheap. It is cheap cheap. cheap yes, right? that's so, true. So when you talk about like, hey, I want a bunch of UpSquare, you don't get much cheaper. No. Is this our Queens? This is our Queens heat map. Oh, man. That that strip sold out hecka quick. Yeah, that, Long Island. Is that is that what the, that's not Long Island? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't. I don't think it is. Okay, go check. Can somebody in the audience confirm? Is Long Island Long Island isn't even part of Queens? Yes, it is. Is it in this release? It's part of the collection. Oh, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I thought, I thought I like looked at a map and like Long Island was, it was further north. I don't think, I I don't know. Sometimes it might be the creative content of Upland, but that's Long Island. Well, I mean, it is theoretically a Long Island. I don't know if it's Long Island. Yeah. So if you are listening right. to us on the podcast right now to the 31 minute mark, you can go ahead and check it on the video on YouTube. So you can see what we're talking about with the heat maps. The black is the sold out areas. The red is the areas that are getting close to sell, selling out. And the lightest green are the most air, the areas with the most for sale. Um, now you have, and what we're looking at here is the properties that have FSA available and non FSA. And the best way to utilize this is if you're an FSA buyer, look at the heat map of the Anon FSA, see what's red, the darker red, the orange and the red, and buy your FSA there to flip it because your people that can't buy FSA will be seeking those properties on the secondary market. Yes, indeed. Sorry, I'm like, now you got me like, <laughs> that long? I don't think that's Long Island, bro. Okay. I don't know. I'm not from New York, but I just, I thought Long Island was big. It is. 
goes on. That's part of Long Island, though. That's not all of Long Island. Okay. Yeah, okay. So Long Island is like a huge thing. That's not, okay. It's part of it. And sure. Sure. (laughs) Sure. We'll go with that. All right. Then uh, Los Angeles. (laughs) Yeah, it's Rockaways, not Long Island. Thank you. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, because I I distinctly looked that up. Yeah. Rockaway Beach area. There we go. Look, here we go. You're wrong. Long Island is not part of the release, technically. All right. All right. The audience has spoken. You... You once again live up to your name. Congratulations. Hey, that's what I'm not paid to do. Oh, well, he's from New York, so there you go. Okay, then what's technically Long Island? Long Island is Long Island. What are you talking about? Get out of here. (laughs) Forget about it. I don't know. I got nothing. I'm just being... Okay. All right. Well, now that the momentum of the show is completely yeah. dead. Thanks. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Um, yeah. So Los Angeles. Moving on to Los Angeles. As you can see, not much has uh, changed there heat-wise. Um, Detroit, non-FSA. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's cool. Now, I think the, a couple events helped it a little bit. Detroit... Those look like appropriate colors for Detroit, honestly. Yeah. And then the non-FSA, just about out. So if you want some non-FSA Detroit, you better hurry up because they are going fast. That'll be really interesting to see. Once that sells out, like, it creates an immediate value proposition for new players. So... Like, again, you now have opportunities to come in and buy USD under Mint in probably several cities. You have the opportunity to come in as an FSA buyer, excuse me, head to Detroit, buy out, buy in any of these sold-out neighborhoods and almost guarantee yourself some amount of profitability when you flip for uh, UpEx. So coming in as, as a new player... If you are strategic about it, you have a couple really strong options on turning your portfolio profitable, especially sub 100,000. I think once you get over 100,000, like, so if you're going to go from zero to 100,000, go to Detroit, buy FSA, you know, get get yourself lined up with FSA, um, you know, swaps and stuff like that. So you can find buyers and flip those, you know, two a week, get that money. And then once you breach that hundred thousand, switch over to buy-in with USD. Like I think you could be very profitable um, with just a couple hundred bucks in, and really have a, a pretty sh- solid portfolio quickly. Yeah, which is which is cool. I, I think that the way Upland has balanced the economy and so the way that some people just can't like handle it is very. Um, very ripe for people who know what they're looking for. Like people who aren't holding a scared hand, as they say, um, can really profit from this. 
Absolutely. Fully agree with that. And people are profiting from it. It's not absolutely can. It's they are, and they're taking advantage of it. So, weekly spark bonus was announced this week. Does Miles have two uh, monocles? What is happening? <laughs> I, I, I really don't know what happened there. Like, like, like cyborg guy. Cyborg guy? Is that what it is? But I like, have no idea. Monocle? Like, come on, fam. And then, like, also, is he got, like, one O.J. Simpson glove hand? And then, like, a furry hook? Like, what is going on? I'm very concerned about Miles here. Yeah, technically, Brooklyn and Queens are on Long Island just at opposite ends. Cross the line, and you are in quotations, Long Island. Okay. So, 50% wrong. Hmm. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're concerned, and he looks skinny, like he lost some weight. Yeah, no, I mean, this is definitely like the Gen X version of Miles, right? Like he's, yeah. or not Gen X, what's the new, what are the new? Millennials, Gen- or below the no, millennials. No, past millennials. Oh, okay. Millennials are old now. What's what's after millennials? What are the youngins called today? No idea. <laughs> what are your kids? They're um, old up. Hello. Oh, let me tell you about my kids. Gen Jesus. Z? Woo. Gen Z? Yeah, man. <laughs> so we come back from our trip, and my three-year-old's, like, got the sniffles and whatnot. So Monday, she pops positive for COVID. Then later, my wife pops, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. So they're isolated, and I've been taking care of the nine-year-old, the six-year-old, and the 20-month-old. And I don't know how my wife does it. I, I make jokes all the time here about it, but... Yeah, she's a miracle worker. She keeps the house clean. She has the food ready, cleans up the dinner, and gets the kids packed and off to school. Like, I didn't make my daughter's lunch right yesterday. Today, I forgot my kid's iPad, so I had to run that to the school. Like, that, like I cleaned something up, and then there's something. I don't know. I don't, like, poof, I'm done. She needs to heal up and get better and get back at it because uh, I can't. I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, your wife sounds like a saint, man. I don't know how she could do it either. I mean, I have the four kids. She's got the five kids to take care of. So, I mean, bless her heart. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah, because she's got to put up with me and the other four. And oh yeah, yeah, I can barely put up with just you. I know. Imagine <laughs> offspring. Oh, I shudder <laughs> to think. Uh, anyway, so you're concerned about Miles. We got weekly spark bonus coming oh, yeah. up. Yeah, no, this is cool. This is something that we've been asking for, at least for me. This is like, I just go, holy cow, guys. Like, give me a reason to log in every day, right? Like, give me something. So finally, we at least have a little taste of something. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's necessarily going to be forever. Like, but the weekly spark bonus probably during spark week it's on and off which is interesting because it says please keep in mind it will not always be active so you have to keep an eye out for when the opportunity becomes available so even if it's active and you know even if it's active and you don't log into like tuesday or wednesday and you're like oh crap it's going on as long as you log in for the next seven days you're going to get your spark bonus you just can't break it in that window Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting. So I'm curious, like, so do they just like activate it? Because this is the first time that they've done it, right? So I'm curious, like, if the window is like seven days 
and you hit it like exactly right, can you get two weeks out of it? Or is it just like for each event, you can get one weekly spark thing if you log in seven days consecutively? Yeah. So um, say, say if it runs from Wednesday to Wednesday, it starts on Wednesday. So it finishes, you know, once you hit that next Wednesday, it's not on that Wednesday. So you can't like recycle for the second time. It's just. Yeah. It's just that time, and it's a minimum of 0.01, so it will add up. And I think you might be onto something that they're doing it during Spark Week would make sense. Maybe Spark Week and another week each month. It will be interesting to see how that rolls out, but definitely excited for it. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's. I think they're also testing some of the mechanics because it was a little clunky at first, like logging in and then you know, like having to click. It wasn't. It wasn't super intuitive. Um, but now, I, I mean, it, it seems to work pretty well. Do you know the impact of the strategy of buying props in USD you're talking about on, on the network? Provisioned uplet status. Oh, interesting. I would assume mm. that your net worth would be based on the mint price uh, because there is no concept of USD. Yeah. No, I, I actually can almost certainly confirm that because when I have sold, because we've we've actually run into this at a much higher level. So, I mean, I've sold a couple properties for 10,000 USD and those players really should have had then a net worth. I mean, that should have been instant, what, executive? <laughs> yeah. Like, like instant executive and they weren't. <laughs> So I, I know for a fact that uh, the net worth will be on the mint, which, interestingly enough, for the purposes of, the, of that conversation, uh, buying under mint will actually increase your net worth quicker than, right? Because, like, let's say you buy a 10,000 UPEX property for $8, your net worth would go up by 10,000, um, not 8,000. 8, um, but... In theory, then you could go find, like, say, a new Queens Museum that was minted for like twenty or thirty thousand, but you're selling for like uh, twenty or thirty thousand upex, but it's selling for like I don't know a thousand USD or some crazy stuff. You could theoretically buy that and still be <laughs> um, under, which is interesting. Hey, so. And that, I think that's something they got to figure out sooner or later when you buy large things in US dollars with. With your net yeah. worth, because you can buy that same property for two million upex, and your net worth is going to go up by two million upex, just like that guy that traded you for those properties that you used as burners. I mean, that's ingenious. He, he traded you a property, and his net worth went up by a million upex. Yeah, and we also found out apparently I was under the assumption that like once he bought that, like he couldn't then trade it again or it would revert back to mint. But apparently what I've been told, as long as it is, is, if it's traded, it keeps the last sold price. So, um, yeah, which again is probably one of the reasons now they have those, you have to like wait to after spark week to claim some of the bonus, uh, uh, spark because people were leveraging that, to manipulate the market and manipulate net worth. I have been manipulating the heck out of my net worth. However, I'm doing it completely wrong because it just keeps going down. <laughs> You're supposed <laughs> to be going up. 
to get that I, chief executive. I'm doing this completely wrong. I should be a chief executive two times over uh, by this point, and I still don't think I'm over nine ninety thousand. So it's kind of insane. Kitty Island property, and you sold something else uh, for ten grand too. Yeah, I sold. No, maybe it was just Kitty Island, but then I ended up selling the museums for twenty five thousand total. Um, yeah, try. I thought there was something else. I, I made a couple big sales though, um, but yeah, Kitty Island sold for ten grand. Now I'm excited for this. The collection holding periods. Now I'd rather just get rid of the collection bonuses now since the it's been established. You're already getting a multiplier on your earnings once you have the collection active. But this is a little bit better. I mean, I like it. I like the collection bonus. Oh, and, and also go back because I, I got to point something else out um, on the previous slide. So first of all, I like the collection bonus because it just feels good. The little mild celebration. Like if you're not just like flipping and just trying to like collect all the bonuses, like it is a special moment. Like your first couple that you collect, that's a really big deal. Like that 800 up X, you know, that's, you know, that goes towards buying your, your, you know, second, third, fourth property. Right. So I like it. I think it's a cool incentive, but what I want to call out here is the look at the tag, the blue one, and if you notice, the other ones say, like, executive. Like, this is a new color that we haven't seen, and it says custom collection. Yep. Do you see that? Yeah, the so, bottom right. I noticed that, too. I was like, what's that about? Very curious. Uh, Upland, I, I don't know. Historically, does Upland intentionally put Easter eggs, or is it, like... Well, that goes back to the Hong Kong thing from the one trailer a year ago, and... Now, now, mind you, right yeah. now, there's 288 collections, and if you were able to get all the rewards, that's 3.25 million UPEX. That's a lot of work, though. Like, let's oh, be is. honest. Like, like there's a, there's easier ways to get 3 million UPEX in the game. Just right. uh, go treasure hunting, Pog. And I'll pull I'll pull out the ultra rares and see what that number is after that. But either way, so the collection holding period, standard collections, there's no timer, so you can swap them back and forth. Um, limited collections are seven days, exclusive collections are three weeks, rare are thirty days, and ultra rare are thirty days. I thought ultra rare would be something like forty five days. Just keep ramping it up. Now that really makes you think. Once you give somebody, you know, to proper or collection swap a rare property, they got to hold it for 30 days. I mean, people ghost you on a quick property swap, let alone something for 30 days. What if they lose interest? What if they forget and sell your property? Yeah, there's just no, ch- I mean, this unequivocally in my mind has destroyed the market on that, which is it's a good, good thing. Like, let's, like, let's be honest. When I say destroyed, like, I, I don't think. I know a lot of people did very well. I know some people even had businesses around this. And honestly, hey, I, I mean, I did it. I did it just to collect the, the tokens, which in hindsight doesn't matter anymore anyway. <laughs> but uh, like, I'm glad that they put these restrictions in. Um, I, I think that they're moving towards, you know, trying to find more sustainable ways that don't feel 
like almost shady because like it just felt it didn't feel good. I don't know about I guess some people like just wanted the free upex, so it felt great. But like it was stressful. It was time consuming. Um, there was so much risk. So many good people got, you know, screwed on it. Like, it's just not worth it. People took off. Like, they, they got the property. Then they decided to go grab something for lunch. And they remembered they had to run an errand. And they left their phone at the house. Some people just straight up stole properties and said thanks and never gave it back. And Yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm glad that this kind of puts a kibosh to all of it. I mean, it was it was fun for a while. Again, some people made, you know, crazy good profits off of it. They were very organized with it. Um, and, and kudos to them. Kudos for them for finding a niche. Um, I honestly think it's going to be very much, no offense, because I'm a big fan of, of the Spark exchanges that are out there and a lot of great work. Um, you know, shout out to UCC uh, for all the great buildings and stuff that they do. Um, but the reality is I feel like there's going to be niche, like community driven markets that eventually will be made obsolete either by changes to the game or features uh, brought into the game. Like a hundred hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm happy about this change. I think it's a move in the right direction. I think it's going to slow people's anxiety about the inflation of, uh, UPEX with relationship to the, to the, uh, uh, property swapping so well done upland team yes well done so actually we had a couple good like quality of life things like no i don't want you to say quality of life um just like game tweaks that i think or have been a long time coming yes yes thank you for stopping this and uh correcting some free-flowing upex from the economy so two new block explorers go on sale. Did you see? Dude, do not tell me that I missed this. No, tomorrow. You got time. So Friday the 22nd. Holy crap. Only three, $10 a piece, but only 300 each. Oh, man. Like that Miles Ooh. B chain? Dude, that Miles B chain is straight fire. Yes. Straight fire. Holy cow. Dang. There's 100 of each? 300 of each. 300 of each? So it's interesting because, as you know, um, I feel two ways. What What's the two ways you feel about these block explorers? Yeah, I'm interested yeah. there. Let us know. Um, so I do a lot of uh, buying of, of block explorers, and I, I'm very tapped into the block explorer market. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting at 300, uh, Ooh, a physical miles chain to wear. Ooh, man, that would, Oh dude. If next week I just come with a big old gold miles chain, come on, get out of here. (laughs) That would be so legit. I'm going to make that happen. I got to figure out how to make that happen. Um, but if, uh, 300 I'm curious like what what do you feel like the very cool but what about some serious hip-hop related collections or and or landmarks hey, I yeah, know I mean I know I, the fr- I know yeah. over in Brooklyn no over in the Bronx either way the first the the apartment building where hip-hop was born that's not being sold they're making that it has to be a landmark so 
Yeah. Mm. Miles Grill. Ooh, that would be fun. Yes, Monkey King. That chain does go hard. Um, like, so it's interesting because here's a situation, and this is what. Um, Ooh. Like, Somebody already has the boom box as their block explorer, as their director block explorer. Has that exact boom box or just a boom box? Uh, they probably copied it. Yeah, that's, that's fact. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Sorry. Okay, so here, here's a perfect example. So both these block explorers are going to come out. They're both attached to a $10 price point. Yes. And you presumably you get 10000 up X as well. Or is it you're literally just paying ten dollars from that? Ooh, um, give me a second. I'll check on that. Okay, so they both have the same release quantity, right? Three hundred, and let's assume they have the the same price point of ten dollars. Now, the interesting thing is, we can look at these objectively and just go, "Yep, they should be the same value," but we know they won't be. Like the Miles B chain. I, I don't know because I don't want I don't want <laughs> to. Wanna... Like, I don't want to. I don't want to like throw out a price that you'll have to buy after you don't get one. Yeah, but like that to me is way cooler and way more valuable than the boombox. The boombox is still cool, but like they're the same mint quantity. But I can tell you for a fact, people are going to pay more for that Miles B chain. Yeah, you get like, the 10k up X with it too. Yeah, so essentially you get a free, like, I mean, if you're listening, you should be getting involved in every single one of these Block Explorer sales. Because, especially for $10, there's just no excuse not to. Like, it is $10. If you're playing Upland actively, this is the best $10 that you're going to spend. There is no better $10 that will ever be offered inside of Upland when, versus when they're doing these block explorer sales because you get 10,000 UPEX, which means you've already made your money back. Like they're giving you the 10,000 UPEX. They're giving you the full value of your $10. And then you're going to get a block explorer that is going to sell for significantly more than 10,000. And you're going to buy a property or two? I will buy, I'll buy any miles block explorer, 25,000 UPEX, Guaranteed. I could guarantee you a $25,000. You'll take it for $25,000. Like, but, but no, seriously. I mean, it's such a great opportunity. Like people should be really looking at, at those opportunities to make some, some money for themselves. Yeah. Happy, uh, happy MF or I don't think there's the first pass, the first 300. I don't think you'll be able to jump back in line for these. No. And even in, and traditionally, with these kind of sales, it's a one and done. Like, you can only buy one. Um, I mean, we saw this even with the, uh, like, the Ukraine block explorers, which I don't think sold out, um, where there was thousands of it. Um, yeah. you, you will only get. And, and like, everyone, the, there's going to be a 1,000, there's going to be 10,000 people that try to get these, and there's only going to be 300 winners. So you end up getting the. Miles B chain block explorer for free. You get 10,000 up X that you can buy a property or two under mint. So you'll increase your uh, property earnings and you'll be able to sell the chain for, 
I won't. Minimum of twenty five thousand up. <laughs> minimum. Minimum. So, so that's I two. will personally guarantee a minimum value of twenty five thousand upex on that Miles B chain right now. So yeah, you already two point five x your initial investment. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, you'd be three point five because you got ten thousand up. You had thirty five thousand upex for nine ninety nine. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. super cool super cool ah dizzy says he likes the boombox don't get me wrong the boombox is sweet like i i think it's it's legit i think that there'll definitely be collectors for it um it's interesting because again the idea of the block explorer and what it represents like i would for me that the chain would just be a cool like block explorer accessory a million upex one day maybe mint one Maybe, maybe mint one. <laughs> Piggyback ride sold. Hop on, buddy. <laughs> so registration closes Friday, April 22nd at 8 a.m. Pacific time. And Wait, when's it open? Is it open now? Yeah, you can register now. Oh, what are you guys doing? Go register now. And, uh, and the sale starts Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So 11 a.m. your time. So you'll get your email saying that you can buy in a day and a half. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, we gotta go register. All right. Not you register. Mistake. Queen's collection revealed. Yes. Did you I, I really didn't do Queens. Like, I'll be honest. Um, um I was too busy traveling, so I did not Yeah, I mean I was in Queens, but yeah, I, I didn't do that. And they also yeah, uh I think it's I don't really have anything to say about the collections. It seemed pretty standard. I don't, I don't think anything stood out. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. the uh, the museum collection. So second time there was a museum museum collection. Happy got eight out of sixteen. Get it? Nice. That's yeah. There were three standard, six limited, four exclusive, two rare, and an ultra rare. Um, everything needed three. So there was nothing that needed two, four, or five. Everything was a three. Um, decent multipliers. Nothing spectacular. Gotcha. Wait, so what was the uh, curator, the Queen's curator? 285. 285, okay. Which would be equal to the Painted Ladies in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that. <laughs> there, nothing is equal to the painted ladies in San Francisco, let's be honest. But right. I, I get the sentiment, what you're saying. Like yeah. The, the multiplier. Or the same as the Media Capital Collection in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I know a couple of people that lucked into those, and I, don't, I think they were selling for a couple million upex already, like even for, you know, small-sized ones. It's crazy. <sighs> So why is it a collector thing there that they're selling for millions of upex? Because it, I have no idea. For, I think from a property earnings perspective, it makes no sense. You will never get a return on investment. So is it a collector, a scarcity thing that you have the ultra rare because it's not for the multiplier? Presumably, um, the idea would be that if you buy it for two million today, that you can sell it for four million in the future or more. Like I guess, um, I, I think that there's easier ways to make money with less risk. 
um, because I honestly, I don't see, I don't see a value of a multiplier above like a seven X. Like I feel like it's seven X for even for an ultra rare in a brand new city. That's not a tier one. Like I just don't see if you bought it for seven X in order to get two X, you would have to sell it for 14 X the mint. Right. So like it gets exponentially harder to really get a large ROI after you buy secondary. So unless it's something that's meaningful to you or you, you have some sort of plan for it, I don't get it. I, I don't see the value. The, the only appeal is status, I guess. I mean, that's a fair point. Like, you know, I, I got rid of my only yellow chip um, so I don't have any yellow chip. I really don't keep many red chips either. Like I just don't really keep a lot of collections because they're so profitable <laughs> to sell. Like because people pay a ridiculous amount. It's it's better for me if I'm just looking at growing my portfolio to sell these ridiculous marked up uh, collections and then just go mint a bunch of other stuff. My my uh, overall monthly earnings is significantly higher than if I just held on to a handful of collections. Like, get the collections, sell them for a crazy markup, make all your money back, go mint a bunch of new properties that give you a higher base earning, and have higher, like, they will have higher return investments depending on the city. Like, I don't know. It's, I love to see other people's strategies, though, so we'll see how it plays out. It, it just, I just don't understand it other than the, your your words not ours tm i don't i don't need to know what you're compensated for but i I can guarantee that's why you buy so many properties yeah and it it just blows my mind of it has to be a status thing because it's not like a landmark you're not building a replica of this ultra rare on it somehow somehow the rare and ultra rares really got um their ratio of sale price is just out of whack with everything else that's in a collection. Yeah. Again, I mean, it is, it's definitely an interesting status symbol, I guess. There haven't like, if they ever announce utility around ultra rares, that would be a thing, I guess. But the only value is scarcity. Yeah. Fordham road. Oh, it, I don't know why. Why does it Fordham Road suck? That's a ultra rare, but I guess but it's, it's, yeah. I don't know why that one sucks. Is there just a lot of them? Like I, I think ultra rares are still fairly, you know, scarce. So I don't know. Maybe next. Maybe I'll try and grab an ultra rare uh, set next time. Who eighty four total property? Eighty four is, is, is still a small amount. I think uh, eighty four properties for. Franklin says, uh, I mean, why do you keep the Genesis property? Is it, it would sell for more. Is it a status thing? Um, I mean, if I got an offer, I would sell it. So <laughs> like for the, for a price I want, the Genesis property is a hundred percent a status though. Like it, it literally earns zero upex. Like it's the only property in the game that earns zero up X a month. There is literally no 
base value of keeping that property is the only one. Um, so yeah, that's a hundred percent a status symbol. Like definitely. Yeah. It would only be a status symbol if he, if I talked about it. Yes, Dizzy. But, but I get that. I understand why that one is valuable and why that would command a high price. But yeah, because I mean, that's true scarcity. That's true one of one. Like it's, uh, it's literally a historical property to the game. Um, and so. I, I get why landmarks. I understand landmarks, why they go for so much. And I even understand why established uh, 2019 go for so much because those are the first properties to be minted in the game, you know, after the Genesis property. Yes, they're a rare collection, but it goes into that scarcity status. It goes into that collector status. But I I just don't see, you know, there's 288 collections. Um, I'll do a better breakdown of the numbers figure out how many ultra rares there actually are um and that's the thing so somebody bought an ultra rare for you know 20 or thirty thousand upex and somebody comes along and buys it for two or three million upex and everybody's like oh wait i would rather have one of the established 2019s than an ultra rare for those prices because the 2019s aren't even going for that prices and at least in my eyes your established 2019 and the genesis property are more valuable in my eyes than an ultra rare uh i don't know if i had the chance between an ultra rare and a established 2019 same like let's say the overall uh like mint value and everything else was more or less the same same size same cost um same similar markups i would probably go with the ultra rare honestly versus cuz the, the thing is there's there's a lot of established 2019 yeah. granted they're held by a handful of people but eh, ultra rare is pretty cool I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of, I want that yellow token on my character. Like, that that's worth something. I'm not going to lie. Like, it is worth something. But, yeah. It is worth something. Yeah, ultra rare trumps rare. I'm, it does. Oh, yeah. I think in this particular case, we're talking about the fact that 2019, the established 2019, is a collection that is specific to uplands as as the origin of the game like it's it's a collection that it only exists in the concept of of upland versus like hey this is a popular street hey this is a popular neighborhood hey these are museums or firehouses or whatever it is established 2019 is literally like this is a collection just based off of these were the first properties ever minted um and they were minted in the year 2019 like like that's the only I, I'm trying to think is there any other collection that's solely based on like an upland fact or status or anything? I think everything else is like streets and neighborhoods and like Boulevards, the yeah. real life things like counterparts. So Establish Twenty Nineteen is the only collection that is based solely on uh, upland and Upland's history. And there's 619 of them. Yeah, which is, you know, it's a, it's a fair amount. I think most of those are owned by Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if you look at the established 2019, they're selling... Well, I haven't looked lately. Um, but their floor, I remember when I'm like, I'm not paying $500 for for an established 2019 or maybe it was even a hundred dollars. I'm like, they made oh, it two, for two bucks and I wasn't paying a hundred bucks for it. Yeah, no, 200,000. I remember 200, 250,000 being like, Oh, who's paying that? Yeah. Now the floor is uh, $599. 599. Still not at a million, no, but there's a lot of speculation. Like the UPEX floor though is 999,999 UPEX. Oh, all right. You get it. Yeah. I'm curious what the actual like churn on those is. I'd be curious to know what the, the sell through on that is. But yeah. Oh. All right. So anything else on the Queen's collection uh, reveal? No, nothing nothing on the Queen's reveal. How's the upland.wiki going? Yeah, Upland.Wiki, kicking along. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Lots of good content. People are adding every day uh, new new entries. If you are establishing a node, I think I put the Queen's, uh, Queen's neighborhood in there. i got to double check. Or Queen's City in there to be for neighborhoods and stuff. So, again, it's all, it's all community-driven. Um, sign up. It's free. Go, um, you know, fill out the neighborhoods that you're in. Fill out information. Uh, help contribute uh, we need to start i need to start doing some more stuff with it um but yeah it's a great resource uh, i really uh like it and i hope that uh, you guys find value if you have feedback on it you know hit me up on discord or facebook or wherever we're connected and uh yeah let's talk about how we can make it better for everybody yeah and make sure that uh you're sending me the deals that you want us to break down did somebody offer you a trade or is there a trade that you're considering making and want our thoughts on it go ahead and uh send it in to me too stupid to win on discord and we'll get it on the show to talk about also if you want a consultation with myself and thank me later let us know um it will be absolutely free we'll just record it for training purposes we can just record your audio or if you want to join us for video we can do that as well um Make sure you're liking and subscribing to the channel. Follow us on Twitter. And until next week, everybody be safe, have fun, and don't spend all your UPEX in one place. Um, our video's not working. <laughs>